0: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Here's football legend Jamie Redknapp for Skechers ArchFit Footwear. Okay, I know what you're thinking. ArchFit Footwear? I don't need arch support. Well, I thought the same, and these are still my favorite trainers. You see, Skechers ArchFit are great for virtually everybody. ArchFit was designed by experts, giving you podiatrist-certified arch support and all-day comfort. Plus, I don't wear them just for arch support. I love how they look too. Feel what you've been missing with Skechers ArchFit. Find Skechers ArchFit footwear for men and women everywhere. This episode of the Long Run Podcast is sponsored by Skechers.
0: Friday so we are back with this week's long run show live stream and podcast brought to you by the 40 runs running community and as always our sponsor Sketches. so feel free to head to sketches.co.uk and check out all of their latest kicks, snicks, trainers, kit, winter garms, you name it they've got it and of course we've got our 40 runs code that you can use at startfinish.co.uk for 10% off. So this evening I'm joined by the lovely Hayden, Toby and the man himself, Wilco, and And we will be discussing safety tips for running in the dark. Um, So if you are listening to this back, you can listen to this across all podcasts and all streaming platforms, whether that's Mm. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, you name it, we'll be there for you if you're tackling those evening runs and those later evening runs in the dark which we're gonna get. get
2: and don't get too distracted if you're running in the dark by listening to us talking about running in the dark because that would be one thing that you really don't want to do it feels now obviously chris isn't here but um he's off in berlin and um ben's along with him and then i can't help thinking chat ladies and gents that um it's a bit like um you've been left the keys in the house your parents have gone away for the weekend and you've been told not to have a party it's a bit you know we're all of you know the it's a bit of a disco day, isn't it? You know, it's all he's gone and he's not keeping an eye on us. He's on a he's on a plane. He can't even if let someone chip in.
0: Yeah, there's nothing. It's it's freedom, it's a free house. It basically feels like a free house.
2: So yeah, everything goes. So don't forget, ladies and gents, that if you um Toby is in charge with the buttons and everything, and he's put up a link on Facebook if you can um go to that and register on that. So then we can see your name and we can give you a name check. We give us a lovely comment and stuff like that. You can get comments on YouTube as well. I'll try and keep pace with those today and um, bring in various subjects and bits and bobs. And um, Hayden, you've been uh, doing a bit of homework, getting a few questions as well. How are you, mate? Are you, are you, you've you, you done Berlin. You've ticked that one off. Are you Any FOMO going on? Oh, massive.
1: Absolutely. And to be fair, out of all the barathons I've done, it probably wasn't right up there my favorite ones but looking back over everyone being out there and looking back at a few vlogs and things and do you know what, I actually loads and loads of FOMO. i would love to be out there right now i really would although i did watch i was saying to missus actually it's funny i was watching a video that i had done of myself crossing the the start line and you can just see in my face you you've all done marathons that feeling when you first go across the start line you take that deep breath and you think right here we go it's a long way to go and i saw i saw my face there, and i thought that's coming up again soon. So mm. that brought back a little bit of, not fear, but a bit of anxiety. But no, definitely massive
2: fun. I always think I always think that, I, I remember the sort of like the anticipation when I did my first one of God, it's a long way. And then almost subsequently, when you do another one, it's like, oh God, I know what's going to happen. In Well, for me, in about four and three quarter hours, I'm going to be absolutely hanging and really aching and I'm going to be on my feet and knackered and not going to be able to do it. You know exactly what you're in for, don't you?
1: Yeah, I don't I, for me that that isn't so much an issue. My issue of all of it is to get him round. If at the end you're in an absolute bad way and you're not feeling too good and you're knackered, you just want to go and have a bar, that's fine, it's done, job done. Mine's that fault when you first start thinking, I've got to get to the end. Getting yeah. to the end for me is sort of like, well, this it's the end goal. So once you get over that finish line, then whatever. As long as hey, nothing obviously really disastrous to your health. But it's just getting to that finish line and thinking it's such a long way. But that's what you've got to go through. We do marathon running, and all these guys out there. Obviously, we've got Ben out there. Chris is out there. We've got Karen, uh, Alan's out there supporting Carolyn. We've got loads of 40 runners out there. Helen, Joanne Costello's out there. Nettie's out. There. There's loads of people out there. So, yeah, massive, massive FOMO out there.
2: Oh right, yeah. So um, yeah, there's plenty going on. Then um, we've got um, we d- now we did have a bit of an issue. We were talking about what we were thinking about what we we're going to talk about. Um, Today, and we were going to talk about um, sort of like heart rate and uh, power stuff and things like that. And, um, but we thought with the um, change of the season that um, looking at um, the dark and uh, strategies for running in the evening would probably be best. So you may see on the Facebook thing that the old title is still up and running. But um, yeah, we've had a bit of a subject change. Anyway, I've said far too much already. I've done five minutes. I'm... Can we
0: just touch on that, though? Because I can't believe how dark it's got. I know, obviously, for everyone, the clocks go back, what, next Next month? It's the, yeah. I, think it, I can't remember that what the actual date is. The 29th of October, Something I think it like is. They go back. But it's already so dark. Like, in the mornings, I've been going out super early in the mornings, getting all the getting my bits and pieces done early doors. And then now it's what, seven o'clock and I've got a, I've got a ring light in front of me because it's too dark in my living room. Otherwise it's mad. It's cr- winter is literally fast approaching.
1: Yeah, we do, we do our sort of training ones. We have a, our satellite club that goes out on a Thursday night and we, we start at seven o'clock and usually finish about quarter to eight last. And we're inside the park. We're actually inside Bushy Park last night, quarter to eight. We was really, really pushing our luck being in the park. It was like the gates were being closed. It was like forced out. It was, Getting dark. There was these dangerous deers everywhere. Just weren't the place to be. But yeah, as you say, it's
2: amazing. It's just crept up on us so quickly. So, what's it like when you're in Bushy Park, about three minutes to dusk, and you're the other side of the park, and you've got to make dash for it before Parky comes along with his big (laughs) with his padlock and uh, leaves you (laughs) in there for the night.
1: Exactly. Actually, to be fair, they lock the gates for the drive, and you can still have the pedestrian access. Although they are closing it at the moment for certain times of the year because the deers are. Rutting, fighting, mating, I don't know, whatever one mm. one out of the three or something. So they want you out there.
2: So Chatea, when he says to you, Oh, would you like to come to Bushy Parker Thursday night? <laughs> he's, he's literally he's
0: sold to hey. So for, for context, before we were here, we were talking about the uh, the satellite on a that happens at Bushy on a wet on a Thursday. And he was like, Yeah, we need to chat, let's get involved. I was like, Yeah, sign me up. Bushy is my regular. I know for a fact that in those moments, to be honest, I tend to run alone. So if I'm with a group, it feels a little bit better. But I have had situations in Bushy Park where I've been running with friends or I've run in with old work friends and you can't see the deer. You can just hear them. And I mean they're likely to not hurt you but it's the sound i mm. watch too many crime documentaries on tv and i just instantly think the worst so when these deers appear out of nowhere in the middle of the pitch black <laughs> it's a little bit scary mm. but i'm up for the challenge it's got my head torch ready to go this year Without, <laughs> i've had a nothing.
2: similar thing when i was away i was in the new forest and there's lots of wild horses in the new forest and so wow. i like just go a little bit off and like and all of a sudden you hear these hooves and they all seem to sort of like go in sort of like groups of eight to ten. And you're out there in this, you know, on this misty sort of like moor type environment. And then yeah, you just hear them clattering behind you and you're just like, God, it's like a stampede. I could, do, I could do it with a cowboy really to um, sort it all out, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> if only no, I knew somebody. Yeah.
1: Hannah no 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 <laughs> okay, talking about the deer actually so mel house who's presented the show before her and her husband come to our satellite group and carl her husband for some reason he he attracts to like nutcase deers and they they always just i don't attack him but they just they come up close to him or they want to chase him or they i think he actually has been like butted by one before or something right He's, honestly i don't know what it is but yeah but Chitilli, you'll love it
0: yeah, exciting times. <laughs> well, well, that's my local. Wilco, how have you been, actually, darling? I feel like you've gone through all of us, but we haven't even touched on you. Oh, what have
2: think, you been up well, to? We haven't spoken to Toby yet. He's still here, if you can't. Well, it. I need we to know about how Toby's
0: was, 20-miler was last weekend. I, I saw bet him. Toby's
2: 20 mile will be nice this weekend. Nice and quiet,
3: yeah. isn't it, mate? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I might, might not be doing one this weekend. Oh, um,
2: we're tapering. I don't I think I've done
3: enough of them. All
1: oh, right.
2: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, you want a bit of time for yourself, mate. You want to look for your own training plans, stuff like that.
3: Yeah, I don't really do plans. I think it's been been proven that I, I can start one and then never, ever finish one. So we'll just, we'll just leave, you know, just go and run. Well,
2: you'll always finish a plan because the end of a plan is the race.
3: That is true. If you've got a race booked in, then there is one there somewhere in the plan. It just mm. pick when that race is. Yeah,
0: when when that race
2: is. Hmm? Yeah. In answer to your earlier question, that I'm very well. Um, I've got... Um, Vitality 10K yes. this week, which I'm looking forward to. Um, it's in the sort of like middle of quite a few. Um, I did the big half and uh, Great North Run, and then I'm doing this. And then I've got uh, Royal Parks and Oxford in consecutive weeks next month as well. So it's a bit of a, a bit like oh, it's the meat and the sandwich, really. You know, it's about half time. going
0: stuff.
2: on. But it'd be quite nice. So it'd be good. And well, the last time I did a 10K in um, London, it was very memorable, wasn't it?
0: I actually, it was fantastic. So I didn't run that event and I was there supporting a friend who was running for a charity and he hadn't run in ages. And I'm just standing there at the home stretch. There's like... Must be close to 200 metres to go. And I just see you. And I thought, no way. That's Wilco. So there's me, bag looped over the shoulders, running as if I was part mm. of the race down the side. And someone literally who was I was running past goes, God, that's a good friend. I was pelting it down the side <laughs> to catch you. I've got my phone out like this going, go, Wilco, go, Wilco. You were flying. Yeah. Absolutely I- flying.
2: Well, you know, I, I was put on the spot because it was going, I was going pretty well. And as you turn, I, I turned into uh, Whitehall, so like the last leg, in the middle of London, slap bang in the middle of London. And I uh, got to the centre, centre about the centre, I saw you. on, oh go on, I'll run with you. Yeah. But I start running and then I've got about 100 metres to go. And then all of a sudden I clocked. Here's me, 17 stone, 50 years old. She's a sprinter.
0: You were born. This is there. what she
2: does. You she left me. She this. So this all the time, you know. And
0: oh, left god. me for dust. Oh, oh my god. You yeah. know,
2: hold on a minute. What am I doing? You know, I thought I'd be, you know, heading towards the nearest ambulance. But fortunately, yeah, got home and it was great. It was lovely. That... yeah, it made the day.
0: Good, I'm glad. Well I hope I can do it again this weekend. I won't be on the sidelines, but I'm actually volunteering with the four crew cool. this weekend. So I'll be there handing out T shirts and uh make sure you come and find us, we can get photos and stuff. I'm super. I'm in the medium. Times. Pardon?
3: We have the medium t shirts.
0: I was going for small.
3: No, I think the medium can I come and see yeah. you. <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, super excited to do that. Um first time volunteering with the 40 crew, done a few park runs and things, but never done like sort of a big a big event, you know. So I'm so excited. As soon you as could, I saw Mel, you could be really
1: lucky as you could be really lucky as well, because I've got a feeling that so you get all the free clobber as well. And I think uh, this Sunday you've got the pink uh new balance like London marathon jackets, which are really nice. Oh my oh gosh, yeah. I can't really wait. Really are nice. you running yeah, home? Yeah, I'm there Sunday, mate. I'm there Sunday. Um, not, not I'm taking it a little bit easier probably out of some sort of marathon target pace because i've got a couple of marathons coming up but yeah most definitely i'll be there sunday looking forward to it
0: how so, are you feeling h yeah. um
1: yeah i'm <laughs> i'm good i just as the marathons approach you start to get a little bit it's not i don't know if it's paranoia. or you just start getting paranoid i feel like sort of wrap myself up in like bubble wrap at the moment to make sure nothing happens that goes wrong in the next sort of six seven weeks so just trying to manage, putting in a good session, by not overdoing it and not be doing anything silly. So just want to get through. I'll be, I'll actually be quite glad come second week in November, and I can just start doing whatever I want to do outside of a plan. I'll be looking forward to that day.
0: Gosh, when that comes, it's gonna feel like you have built up for so long, like towards these two back-to-back marathons, and it's gonna feel like it's gonna feel you're gonna feel a little bit empty. I think when you when you're done, like obviously, Ooh. like. So
1: close to that six star, done. That's a. I've always I've spoke about it many a times with my missus and with Chris as well, talking about. It's almost like once I get the six stars, I don't know. Well, I. I don't know. Oh, well, I know what the next challenge is. I know what I've got. Toby knows what I'm doing next. But that's going to be. I know what my challenge in my head. But marathon wise, I don't know what I've got next. I don't know right. what i doing
2: there's lots of noises about Sydney perhaps joining the yes. party on the majors. So, um, I mean, that's got to be What
0: this. are they hosting this year?
2: I don't know, but I feel like I ought to go down and get in and do it before the World needs wife wants to do it.
1: Yeah, but the problem is no one knows yet, as of yet. First of all, they're talking about Abbott's having the World Series taken away from, not taken away from, they're giving it in so someone else might sponsor it. And second problem is no one knows. So existing six-star holders... What happens then, do you have to do just Sydney and you get a seven star holder? Um, do you have to start again from the beginning? If you've done Sydney this year and you've already got Sydney, does that count towards a seven? No, there's loads of like ifs and buts. And-
2: imagine if you had to start again,
1: <laughs> it
0: ain't gonna happen.
1: It ain't <laughs> happen. It ain't gonna happen you.
0: Could you imagine the uproar? Oh gosh, I know, but then you're talking about enough uproar people can't get on the DLR from Greenwich
2: at the end of the big half. <laughs> what the hell's gonna happen then?
1: I know but it's just like so. If they don't say you got to start again, it's almost like that so everyone has got a six star has to go out and do Sydney once, and then they upgrade to a seven star. So they, I don't know, does it degrade the seven star? I, who knows? Who knows? But people have
0: worked so hard. Like people, technically, some people work their whole lives to get that that six star. So if that does come into play, it's almost like it, if people people going to think oh it's all about the seven stars and you sort of belittle the six. I think that, that yeah. it would be quite controversial. I would, I would hope that they would do something, do the right thing with that. But, um...
2: but it's a brilliant city and it'd be a great race. So just go,
0: just do it. It's technically just use it as a holiday, you know? Yeah, a bit of well, That's what we all use it all as a holiday. Off. That's all they are. It's just a it's just an extended holiday with a bit of running in the middle.
2: Yeah, but it's when you get <laughs> in these holidays and like I have seen Ben today, he flew out to Berlin this morning, he's having he's out with Tracy W and he's having a few beers and all that sort of thing. Which is all very well and good, but like our experience in ibiza teaches me that, you know, eventually the penny will drop and you think, Oh blimey I've got to run a race. I've actually got to go and do something, you know, after. You can get a bit carried away with all the uh, whining and dining.
0: Yeah, it's when they're on the Sunday as well, because then you've the, the, the you've got the whole weekend just wait. Like It's almost like you're waiting. You can go and explore, but I didn't want to do too much, though, because obviously you don't want to wear yourself out. So yeah. when they're on a Sunday, it's a real mental battle for me, because it's like you've got to try and wait a little bit, wait the whole weekend, and then... Go into the fresh week. Normally, stay a couple of days after and on that, the Monday, Tuesday, tend to be just to explore and try and explore anywhere if you can walk. I really didn't, <laughs> wasn't able to do that for Boston. It was awful. No,
1: definitely not. I've got a feeling as well. Is that Ben in the comments? Is he there listening at his hotel back there being sensible? That's got to be him, isn't it? I've, I've yeah, his
0: name. Ben, reveal yourself if that's you. Yeah.
2: There, I can't go because I'm, I'm trying to find all the old comments so I can read a few out. So uh... we've got loads. We have. It's nice to see you all keeping in with us anyway. So, um, here I Fernando. Uh, evening, and all. Um, hope you're keeping well. Going to be doing my first half marathon at Bedford this week. A bit nervous about it.
0: Ooh, um, is that, you
2: have a brilliant time. Yes, have...
0: at Bedford um, Autodrome. That's a, that's a run through event. That's um, out on the Autodrome. Um, little tip for you there, actually, here and is if you've obviously got water or gels because it's a looped course and it's quite open just go and dot your stuff around that course where you feel like you need it um I've been at that event before and it's great for the support if you can go out and like walk around the course so don't feel like you have to drop your stuff off um at a the water station put it wherever you feel is necessary because it can get quite windy out on the back there but the weather looks quite good this weekend here. So fingers crossed for you. Let's yeah,
2: it on. it will go well. I'm sure you'll have a great time. People are charging up their chest torches. Yeah. It's that sort of <laughs> time. Yeah. Uh Lauren Shaw says, I've got the Yorkshire marathon in three weeks. You'll love it. I did my first one. At York. It was great. Uh, Should have been doing my 20 mile this weekend, but tested positive for COVID and not feeling great. Shall I postpone the 20 to next week if I'm better? Yeah, probably. What do you reckon? Yeah, I would
1: say so. Definitely. Um, and don't get too fixated on the fact that you need a three-week taper, which I'll take it with three weeks out from Yorkshire. Yeah, three, she said that in the question, yeah. So three weeks out, so a two-week taper will work absolutely fine. Just obviously, the most important thing is, make sure you're okay next week to do a 20 mile because mm. if you've got COVID this week, you might feel a little bit better in three or four or five days, but if that's still in your chest, it's not going to go well. The last thing you want, that 20 mile I think we spoke about, it, um, Admin spoke about it a few weeks ago, a lot of the 20 miles is about confidence. So the last thing you want to do is go out, not be able to Get that twenty mile of yeah. inch, you're not feeling hundred percent, and then that really hits your confidence. You start worrying. So my advice would be make sure you're feeling a lot better next week. If you are and you're up for it, absolutely do it next week. And just have that two week taper. Just make it a little bit harsher, a taper. Don't follow the three week taper. Have a look at plans online. And there are plans for like a harsh sort of two week taper. Drop that mileage quite quick and yeah. you'll be absolutely
2: fine. You just gotta see how you feel. And if you don't do it, don't you know, don't beat yourself up about it too much. That'd be my advice. What do you think, Tate?
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think given that even even if it was to be a case where you didn't feel comfortable doing it, I know that off out of two marathons, I've actually been um, injured going into that last sort of phase, maybe like the last month. And I actually ended up doing my longer run actually just on a bike I did one on, yeah one on a bike where I just clocked up mileage on the bike and it I honestly thought it was going to be the end of the world I was like I haven't done my 20 miler haven't managed to get it in the legs I'd only done 16 miles at that point before I got up injured and yeah just did it on the bike um and still still managed just to come away a PB and got back and bounced back quite fit so you've done a lot of work for it your training's gone well it's not the be all end all um, you know, like sometimes I know a lot of people in the comments probably haven't managed to get around to that that distance because of certain things like COVID or injury or just generally not being able to fit it into their schedule. It isn't the end of the world. Um, but, yeah, I think two weeks, absolutely fine. You know what to do when it comes to the taper period. Rest up and mm-hmm. just, be, just be safe. Like Hayden said, wrap yourself in bubble wrap.
1: I would honestly as well, I'd look at it positively and think you've got COVID now, three weeks out. It's a lot better than getting it five days out. Yeah,
2: definitely. Think positively about it. And, and you've got 13, you've got, you know, you might have 13, 15, 16 weeks of training under your belt already. Yeah. So, yeah. You, I'm no medical expert, but, I you know, from a mental perspective, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to get carried away by um, thinking, oh, God, I haven't done a 20 miler. It's no good. It's not going to be, you know, try not to beat yourself up about it. There's enough things to worry about. Just get, you know, look after yourself, look after your health, and uh, see how you get on.
1: Definitely. definitely. Actually, I forgot, actually, top of the show, just by pure coincidence, one of my friends, friend of a friend, got in touch and asked to give a big shout-out, big fan of the show, Craig Kenny from Bolton Harriers, who really likes the show. So big shout-out to Craig, and thank you for listening. Please, Craig.
2: Thanks for your support. love it. Um, Should we get on to the main subject for the evening, and then we've got some questions that we can touch upon at the end? What do you reckon? Should we ask Toby what we should do? He's supposed to be in charge. Chris is... Left in the keys.
3: Since when was I ever in charge of anything? That's like the worst decision ever.
2: What, leaving you in charge? Yeah, very right. much. Which is grace and responsibility, you know, show prove your worth, mate. I, I think actually
1: John John Old, I think it's John Old, apologies if I haven't got that right, is commenting. I think he's referring to Toby saying 40 is looking much better today.
3: I think he's referring to Toby about that, so yeah. I can't deny that. I mean, <laughs> But you know, is the bar that high? <laughs> oh, I'm saying, I've, I've, I've it, It's all done now. It's fixed.
2: Right.
3: Change <laughs> your name, Depot.
0: <laughs> Someone do it. Someone do it.
3: It's <laughs> not worth the asshole, trust me.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, I think we should dig straight in because, I mean, it's definitely going to be a hot topic and it's going to be going on for quite some time, given that it is already pitch black outside. So safety tips when running in the dark. I mean, you can unpack this in so many different places, but if you're somebody that's going out for maybe your first winter now and this is this is completely new to you and you haven't run out in the dark before or it's you don't know how to approach it, you don't know what to do or where to go, or you just need a little bit of help, we're here to help. Mm. So I am going to kick off, and I think... I want to tick off one that I tend to follow since starting running. So my issue has always been, I do get a little bit nervous out on the roads when it's dark. I tend to obviously stick to well lit roads, which I think is probably key for everyone. I think it's whether you're walking to the shops or walking wherever, wherever you're going in the dark, you tend to try and keep to well lit places. it it just makes sense but especially when you're running it's not just for the safety aspect and obviously being safe and in the area that you're in but it's also for the injury factor as well if you're running out in pitch black roads pitch black streets parks paths for example bushy park pitch black there's the options to roll over on ankles there's potential to sort of drop down on on pavements and curbs and things like that so i always stick to my roots which are well lit. And if you're not too used to that, you can always check them out on Maps. And if you've got sort of premiums and things like that, I tend to just use Google. Before I go out, I pick routes that I know, which are well lit, that's very simple to follow, even if it's just an out and back. I'm very firm with an out and back, especially in the winter, Run into a location, stopping and coming straight back. There's no need to be going out sort of in the pitch black and going around doing all these different fancy routes. Save that for the weekends when you can actually get out in the day and you can enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I tend to my routes in the winter are the exact same. I'm either going down to the the river on h- the high street and back, or maybe heading down and up the high street and around local streets. Mm-hmm. They're not fancy, but if you can get the miles in and keep the miles in your legs, then so be it. What, what, what's your thoughts on on the route side of things?
2: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, when I um, I mean, I've had a change. I moved house about eighteen months ago, so I've had a bit of a change of. Um, where well, I've been previously. Um, I had very well established routes that I used to run all the time, and it was a lot more, um, lot more friendly towards um, evening running because I've now moved to an area where there's the um, options a little bit more limited because most of my running is done. I live near a river, and most of my running is done sort of like down the towpath and things like that, and that's just not possible. So yeah, I'd agree with you really that you have to um, you have to look at sort of like your established routes and where, and there's nothing wrong with sort of like. You know, you keep it. It's good to keep your eyes open. You know, when you're out on your normal runs, or even if you're um, out, you know, if you're out on your bike or on the bus or anything like that, and you could think, oh, I could come down here in the evening. That 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 would be okay. You know, that's got better light. So so you can do your own homework and it, like various other things. You know, if there's if you're involved in your local satellite group or there's a local running group or something like that, you can always tap them. I mean, there's a there's also there's a different running group others do exist apparently you know that I follow on Instagram in my local area purely because they put their roots on there this is where we're running so I nick the roots of them you know so sometimes I'll go on a different day and do the route that they're doing and I So if you see what other people are up to and where they're going that can be a really good guide as well so I'd, uh, I'd encourage that
0: yeah I agree I think also Hayden obviously given that you're still in sort of a a, a big program like you're still like marathon training and things and you're still tackling the roads and doing longer distances where what are your what are your thoughts at the moment given the sort of the change in the in the in the conditions
1: yeah i think i think you touched on something at the beginning when we first started this conversation about running at nights and there's so many different factors and it depends on so many different things um i am a little bit bad because i get told off by my wife all the time i don't really have any Fear. It's not that I'm being dangerous. I've been not being sensible, but I don't have you're no. Just fear. a bad
0: boy. Wow.
1: No, I just I just don't think about like I never I forget it was recently and I run through this underpass. I've had the picture and I put it on Instagram, whatever. And she comes straight out to me and said, "I can't believe you went under the underpass." I was like, "Why?" She went, well, it's dark outside. You go under underpass. You don't know what you are going to come about out to. And I don't even think about things like that. And I think maybe I'm lucky that that's just the way I think. And maybe because I'm a guy as well, so I think for ladies with safety as well, there's. There's big issues, not just with the fact of traffic and going down potholes, deers, whatever. You have got to be realistic and think that we don't live in the most idyllic world. And, you know, it, it's a dangerous place out there. It's quite it's quite funny, actually. Um, follow this group on things on Instagram called Girls That Run. It's a big, big group all over the world. And the Ameri- they start talking about topics like this. The American girls talk. And they literally get into conversation talking about who carries what gun. Honestly, it's absolutely unbelievable. They're like, well, what gun, what gun are you taking out tonight? What gun are you? And you're like, in certain states in America, it's just like absolutely nuts. just the way of life. It's just the way of life. It's, it's the way it goes. So I think me myself, maybe being a bloke, I'm a little bit lucky about that. So I don't have as much fear about it. My problem is as well, as I'm in a heavy training block, my evening ones usually consist of 12, maybe 14K. So out and backs and like locally, because I live in town, it's not it's not that straightforward and that easy to do. So finding the roots is always a pain anyway. Uh, one of the other things I would say is advice-wise as well, which is a really good thing, is always tell someone where you're going. That's really, really important, whether it's a family, friend, a partner, whoever it is, tell someone where you're going. And also what a lot of people don't realise is, on Strava, they actually have got something called a beacon and people don't realise that it's not a premium feature. It is free for everyone. So if you go out and Strava, let's just say, Gertelli, you say to me, oh, Hayden, I'm going to go out for a 10K run tonight and I'm going up around Bushy Park and back home. You can put your beacon on, on Strava, send me your email address, and I can follow your whole route all the way around. And that's completely free of charge. And that's on Strava. And we all use Strava. So it's a really, really good safety feature to have. So I like if My wife goes out, I said to her, she goes out, we'll put the beacon on so I know at any one time I can look at her, see where she is. Or if suddenly it stopped for a long time. I can phone and say, what's happened?
2: or so this or, or, just comes or, to you does it so you just sort of like you can choose
1: to... you can choose free people so if you go into the right. settings on strava wow you know, the, the only the only thing with it is that you can't do if you're not if you're a premium member as you start it on your watch your apple watch your garmin it, it can kick in automatically as if you're a premium member and you pay for strava which a lot of people don't so if you want the free version literally all you have to do is when you start is just start your strava manually on your phone and then put your phone away and then that you choose three people that you want to send your your tracking location to by email and they can go on at any point on your Strava and they can see exactly where you are, which for me is really, really invaluable, especially being free of charge as well. I know Mm -hmm. some people track people on WhatsApp, maybe Snapchat, all these sorts of tracking apps, but the Strava one's really good because it understands routes and technology, what we're actually trying to do. If you're in Bushy, for example, you want to cut right across the grass, whereas a tracking app might show you somewhere in Bushy, Strava will show exactly where you're tracking across the grass. So it's, it's, it's a it's a really good feature and it's free so if you're doing it at night time with your partner go and go on to strava and check it out just make sure you start your run manually and turn it on it's really i good. had
0: no idea about that yeah. at all that is a really 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 good point and obviously you, charged,
1: you just have to pay for it but now i think it was last year they brought it in for all members at, just free free of charge. that's
0: really good and a real good reason <laughs> cool. to obviously make something free i know a lot of people don't but have maybe have strava or or something like that, but especially in these in these conditions, and especially now that it's winter and it's dark a lot longer, it's a great investment to just download it for that exact reason. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a great route because I know that I tend to have on um, find my friends just the normal yeah. uh, iPhone one, but like you said, uh, H, that that doesn't sometimes due to the way that it tracks, it doesn't necessarily follow your exact movement it just kind of gives you an overview of sort of the area that you're in whereas i think obviously with with strava you're you're running the, the sort of the tracking of the gps is is key so that's really really handy
1: yeah i'll just say rob just said as well like the new apple ios does that too uh, so these sort of things they are available you just google them they are free they're good the good thing about strava is if i'm following someone like my wife while she's out, and she starts going too fast, I can phone her and say, look, slow down, you're going too fast. I can moan I if she's going too slow, I can phone her and say, pick this one up, yeah? So it works all around, it's brilliant. <laughs> virtual coaching. <laughs> yeah, it's a virtual coach. Yeah. I mean, if, if Garmin it's has something it. built in as well. Right? Say, that in end, don't let Chris know about this, because it could turn really bad. Hold
0: up.
2: You should be able to do this on a Tuesday night, then, Toby. You know, no more need for the um, for the whistle and the dry rope on those. You know, you can sit at home in the comfort of your own while we're um, <laughs> we're running round Hart and Common. And you can say, "Oh, yeah, slow down, go too I fast." I mean, it worked for
3: me, but Sabrina, I want to be there. The whistle and dry rope. She want to be there in person, yeah, sure
2: yeah. she won't leave those aside. Don't worry. Oh, I must say, happy birthday, to Sabrina, for yesterday, for happy Thursday. Yeah does a lot no, she's of work. For weekend,
3: bless blesser. Yeah, she's a um, vitality on Sunday. If her number comes through, yeah, <laughs> so I think there's a lot yeah. of people that haven't got numbers on Sunday. Anyway, that's side Have side. you got yours?
2: I did. You come in? yeah So I'm not in Berlin. <sighs> <laughs> that's it. We've broken his cover.
0: There we go. <laughs> it had,
1: to, it had to be Berlin or Chicago. So if it's not Berlin, I've got no idea what else. To do. <laughs> On so is there anything
2: else we want to sort of like mention from a sort of security oh. angle? Uh, the only thing I would say is that, but, which is something that I do all the time. I mean, I always go out with my, um with my park band, wristband on with my number on it, you know, the my emergency number. just in
0: case. Yeah, that's also a really, really good point. I think, yeah. And also I think just from a safety sort of point of view, like I know H mentioned just sort of the actual safety and just the general way of the world these days. It's also just, limiting like your music use so I know a lot of people tend to like to head out on the roads or listen to us talk about absolute garbage half the time on the podcast but limit limit your music or limit what you're listening to lower the volume or if you can potentially just try and go out with with nothing and mm-hmm. I can't really talk too much because I do love my headphones I love going up my earphones but I will limit the volume stick to my streets. it's not just obviously for thinking of the sort of those worst case scenarios, but it's also just for your surroundings. Like you could have sort of cars beeping or emergency vehicles coming for a reason that you're not necessarily going to see if you're maybe in the dark or other pedestrians mm-hmm. or little children, push bu- bu- uh, push chairs and things like that. So try and limit your music or no music, especially when you're sort of heading out is something that I tend to take on board, um, especially when these, the late nights tend to come. Um, And obviously, I did see a comment actually in the chats earlier about someone asking um, Ian, he said, what are people's preferences for lights, um, head torches or chest torches? Also, has anyone ever used or know of any handheld lighting? Um, This one I actually looked into last year when I started doing a little bit more stuff in the, the winter, preparing for sort of marathons and things like that. But my preference was a head torch um I went through a few because it was sort of a trial and error sort of thing my first one was too chunky so it kept coming down it was just too heavy and then the next one I got it was it moved sort of up and down so my main focus is I want to be able to see the floor but also Mm -hmm. see in front of you whereas when you're wearing a chest one a chest torch it tends to only just obviously be pointing forward as opposed to aiming towards the ground so i always like the head torches but that's just my personal preference.
2: i think yeah a head torch is great for you to to see where you're going a chest torch is great for other people to see you i've got i mean it's not one that you'd wear now but i've got um i've got one of the beanie hats with a light in it they're quite good you know a bit later on um you know they they're good um but yeah i prefer chest torch really because um i'm more you know my central um my central consideration is the fact that you know traffic and things like that can see where I'm going And then obviously you have the uh like you have the red triangle on the back which is just as important as the light on the front although I do find myself sort of like hiding it sometimes when I'm approaching people who are walking their dogs and I'm sort of like blinding them with, with this portable lighthouse that I've got on my chest <laughs> I do that
0: with the head one I like to turn my head away from people I look crazy <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what
3: we'll are you, slow? I am a uh, a chest torch person. I do, a, but then, so the one I've got, you can actually you can rotate it slightly, oh, cool. so you can point it down a bit more than, or if you're running with someone you don't like or someone coming towards you, it's annoying. To point it up, um, that works quite well. I always away. run with people I like. I don't know where you get this from. No, I wasn't. You, I was referring to <laughs> coach, but You could have a guess. <laughs> we won't go into it, though. We do not <laughs> want to go too far. But, yeah, I'm like, I, I, I haven't really tried head torches, but I was looking the other day, so I might. a yeah, Beanie, might, might the hat's though.
0: great. You know,
2: in the winter, I wear it quite a lot.
0: That is a good idea. I hair. feel like I might just get a bit too hot, though, like the head, mm. like I feel like my head might get a bit hot. I've got so much hair going on.
2: <laughs> I wish I could say the same
0: thing. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>
2: oh, to have those problems. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Rubbing it in. Rub it in, why don't you? I think I'm personally, I'm a I'm a chest torch person, definitely as well. But it's quite strange, actually. We done um, the Heart 24 in last June, and obviously you do some laps throughout the night, and it is we're talking. This is absolutely pitch black, and go through a common where there's just no lights at all. So you're reliant purely just on your own light. And there was a mixture of people. I had my chest light on. Did it give me enough light? Probably not. Whereas my missus had um, a head one on, but it was like an extreme head one. She looked like something out of minions or something like this big thing coming out the front. But again, it was like a, you pointed on it, you pulled it up, Wilco. It's like a lighthouse. Every time you turn around, this light beam or a strobe, like my thought I was a rave going on. There was a nightclub around the corner. It was so bright, but it done the job. She so could see it so far in front, whereas the chest torch didn't really give you that. The chest torch is almost like. It's a good backup if you've got a little bit of street lighting in between i think it works well whereas the head torch if you're going in these real dark or you're starting to talk about trails and stuff in the dark Mm -hmm. which is absolutely
2: mental then we're we're both you know i've gone out and gone i've done i've worn both but Mm. i do find i do find the um the the actual head torch you know around my sort of like the brim and around my forehead a bit uncomfortable which is where where the beanie came in it was really good
0: yeah, I think it's only about a
2: tenner on Yeah,
0: them. they're so cheap. That's the thing, like Ian, like if you're not too sure on the preference, get online and look at something look at some really cheap ones just as like a tester. You can just, just buy a, a head torch, yeah. buy a chest torch, chest strap torch, and just trial them out and see how you feel because everyone's going to be different with those sort of things and just wanna know what's comfortable for you. You're gonna be using it for the foreseeable until March. Mm-hmm. So you want to get one that's gonna be sort of suitable for you um but yeah have a little look there's got there's so many out there that you can sort of just find and on the cheap even if it's just to get it for fulfilled it doesn't necessarily have to be great and then invest in something that's that's going to last you the whole winter
2: right now we're going to talk about reflective clothing in a minute i'm just going to disappear and i'll be back
1: oh i was gonna go put this gonna go put some yeah. on He's going to get his his vest.
0: And he's going to turn the light off as well. And he's just
1: yeah, going to be there. His, his little Bombay is going to be lit up and everything. You watch, is going to come, <laughs> like Absolute legend, Will come in. And was not Actually, funny enough, we all talked about different things, about running safety. And we didn't really, I suppose it's like almost like a me We shoe, that the bright, reflective clothing is something that we absolutely should be using. You've got to be absolutely out of your mind to be going out running in like a black top, black shorts, a black hat. You know, or, or during the nights, you've got to have some form of reflective clothing. I know you've got these companies; they're expensive, a cost of fortune, like Provis, to do them jackets that reflect. They're, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. Uh, there's so many things out there. Even just you can buy like armbands; you just like slip on. They're almost like really mm-hmm. reflective, and then cars sort of shine their lights to you. They really, you know, they're, they're, they're just really good. I say they're cheaper options, and again, they are effective, but they don't really show you where you're going. But from a safety perspective, other people looking onto you. Reflective clothing is an absolute must. Yeah,
2: I've got to say that I think, I think about forty percent of the runners that I see in the dark have got nothing. That's they're ridiculous. Dark club, like, you know, they're just waiting to get run over. You know, not not just ref- no lights, no reflective gear, anything like that. I mean, you've touched on the pro which I've just. There we go. Ah, little gilet.
0: See the G lay's nice, especially for this time of year. You know, when you warm up and you're running and it's like a nice layer. It's not you're not too hot in a jacket.
2: No, you know, and you you light up like a Christmas tree in my legs. But they're not cheap. This was about 50 quid. However, this one was free. And I got it as part of my finishers pack at the Dublin Marathon. What a great thing to put in a finisher's bag for a marathon hats off to the what Dublin does it, say on
0: it? they actually gave them away that's unreal
2: yeah no, I, think that's, I think that's a lo- local building site run by the
1: guinness factory oh, yeah, it's just yeah.
2: It's, well it's, it is very similar to what you know you would wear sort of like say safe, work safety equipment but i'll tell you what it does the job and they gave them away for nothing brilliant
0: that's actually pretty decent. I tell you what, also last year, I, with the whole reflective gear thing, I looked at my wardrobe and I had like little bits and pieces that had like a logo that had a reflective bit or a little strip. And I thought that is absolutely ridiculous. So by the time the clocks moved back, it was around, yeah, that end of October time. And I thought, wow. Everything's so expensive. You start seeing all the ads and everything's shooting up. But what I did do is I waited, because obviously you've got that um, the Black Friday that takes place in November, doesn't it? And yeah. every single site from around the middle of October towards the end of October, they really start pumping on that marketing for Black Friday as well. So even if you want to get like a nice pro Viz jacket or something that's going to be super reflective, but it's a little bit more money, just find some real cheap stuff, or even some free stuff if you've got it, sort of buried away. Um, look online for some maybe a little cheap Amazon, just a little a few straps or something to tie you over until till that Black Friday. I can't wait for it. I can't remember the actual dates, but I think it's the earlier half of November. Everything yeah. is literally slashed in half on prices. Yeah, it's a day after Thanksgiving, isn't it? So it's
2: like, I think that's the third Thursday. Yeah, Black friday a day after Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. yeah, perfect. And they—it's all the obviously your top brands, um, the, the the good stuff. You can get prices slashed in half. So you're looking forty percent off, fifty percent off. Uh, and, yeah,
2: you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna save fifty quid on a pair of trainers and buy one of them for fifty quid, you know, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, you know, it's costs. You know the, you know the the, you know, the, the Provis one. I'm in my sort of like third year of running in that, and I've got one. Um, 40 does one. I've so got a reflective coat off the uh, off the website as well, which was about 40 quid. It's, and that's like a full coat, you know, brilliant for the like really cold winter mornings and uh, dark evenings, you know, when it starts getting cold, it's an absolute, that's a really good thing, you know, really warm, yeah. a great that's
0: also good. Right I also, way of spending the money. Yeah, I also saw something the other day, someone had purchased, I don't know if you've heard about, heard about this, but someone had purchased trainers and the soles were reflective have you heard about that? No? Yeah, like the soles are reflective. So obviously when they're running, like they're kicking back, but you, the heel, like the soles yeah. are reflective. And I, thought, I think,
2: kids' shoes used to be like that, didn't they? Yeah. You know the ones, like they used to have a thing. And then, you know, my daughter had one, you know the ones that, that had the, roll, the wheel and the heely things, you know? Yeah, and they light up yeah, and they flash. It's like that
0: you're that on stuff.
2: a rave on the road. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is how this stuff gets developed, isn't it? You know, like it's the same you know like for fashion accessories and then they become you know great bits of kit and then um, for safety and stuff
1: like that yeah i saw yeah, a comment from uh, mark langhorn as well going back to like running the safety and, yeah it's quite it's quite a straightforward one that makes a lot of sense and i say he's generally running early mornings as a bco still has chest torture stuff because it's darker but mm. some people you might feel a little bit safer in the mornings as opposed to running at night so maybe it's a thing to change around your plan and you know, cut out that hour-long run at night and try and get up
2: an hour early in the morning and get it done in the morning. I've I've just started doing that because I am, I'm, you know, I, I start work at 10 o'clock. I'm more of an evening sort of person. I, I, in the summer, I enjoy sort of finishing work. That's it. 10 minutes later, trainers on, I'm out. But now the, the opportunity to do that is not so much with the light. And I'm now making a determined effort to try and get up in the morning. And I went out sort of like two hours before I started work today and did um did five miles and it was great and I really felt the benefit of it and I'm going to try and do that at least also, a couple of times a week
0: I agree like it's also nicer like when you're running in the morning I've also done the exact same thing over the last three three weeks or so um I've been getting up super early sort of like five o'clock just naturally because I'm going to bed so early um but like it's mad I know it's crazy and I've just been going out and going out super early even going to the gym like walking down to the gym Um, is actually quite nice because you know that you're going to be coming out and it's going to be light. But all of my stuff has been done super early in the morning. And then on Wednesday, I went down to – I had a really busy morning. It was like I was in the office, so it almost, like, cuts up my morning because I have to focus on getting getting on the train on time. Um, But then I decided that I'm going to just go to the track after Um, because I live quite – I work near um, Battersea Park, like a mile away from Battersea Park. I thought I haven't been to a track bearing in mind I obviously used to sprint many many what, a little while ago now and I hadn't been in around I looked at my Strava and I hadn't been to a track in around a year and a half two years so I was like stuff it I'm gonna go to the track
2: I saw the pictures on Insta you're like yeah.
0: oh I ran down to the track, <laughs> did my session it was busy it was well lit and then the only walk I had to do was out of Battersea Park to queenstown road obviously you, you pay for the track and things like that but you don't feel any stress at all like you're there you're around with, with other people can leave all your stuff there it's well lit it's well managed you've got other people around there that are doing the exact same thing and i had the best time and i'll probably do the same as well for like the foreseeable for certain sessions um
3: i think it's a great point though isn't it is it, i think when there's a great time to sort of mix up your training a bit so whereas you'll go out and you say you do your 10k you do your 5k you do that And it's sort of obviously depends what you're training for, but effectively a lot of the marathon seasons are over. Um, So you're not necessarily in a plan, but so stuff like putting in intervals and things is actually, if you've got a nice 200 meter sort of section that you can have, which doesn't even have to be a road, but somewhere lit and you can put some interval sessions in there Mm. and it's something different and mix it up, but you can stay a lot closer to home. And you say it's trying to find something that's 200 metres lit. Well, lit is a lot easier than trying to find a 5k, 10k route. Mm. So, and you're going to benefit from that as well. Yeah. As
1: yeah
2: you, said, you just have to use your that. imagination,
1: don't you? Yeah. Use your imagination. You have to adjust your training plans and you have to think about these things. It is a pain, but it is one of them things you have to also, I think it's quite important to when you're out running as well as trust your instincts. So if you're out and you don't feel safe, you don't feel right in your situation, turn around and go back start a different course, go somewhere else. Instincts, especially when you're you're going to be heightened to alerts from everything, but you have to really, really trust your instincts. And if something doesn't feel right or you don't feel comfortable, stop doing it. Don't do it. That's the worst thing you can do. then you just tense yourself up. You're going to change your running form. You're going to change everything. It's not going to be a productive session. You're better off just not doing it. So you make yourself feel safe, happy, you know. And if that means just running at the weekend and a few mornings, so be it. You know, you're going to benefit more from that than going out and pushing out a couple of extra ten k's during the evening where you don't feel safe or happy, and you end up losing your love for running as well.
2: So yeah, it's
0: all about that. Yeah,
2: you don't want a bad experience here. You don't want to be put off for the thing. Run SJ, run lamppost fartlek. Yeah, we're in the. Oh,
0: um, I've done that. That's
2: that's a great run. You know, if you've got somewhere, you know, if you've got a particular route that you can uh, just well it, and then you can go from.
0: Lamp-points, I did that, too. yeah. I've done that before. Um, my, I think I was probably back in 2020. Yes, I remember it was COVID times. Um, So when you're sort of allowed out of the house, that, sort of, that, that short period of time, and it was in the winter, I used to run down towards nearer the river. And it's obviously all completely lit along, along some of those sides. And I would do my interval sessions up and down, just on the same stretches of road. But I actually would be able to monitor from the lampposts so if you you actually focus on trying to beat each t- each time or each rep by trying to get to a different lamppost each week, mm-hmm. they did it over a consistency of about six weeks, and it's actually it's actually quite enjoyable. You're literally just chasing lampposts during COVID on your own. It was quite a humbling experience to be honest.
2: Okay, is so there anything else we want to talk about? about um, running in the dark because we've got about ten minutes left, and we got a couple. We had a couple oh, of questions, it's didn't it's we? It's for it's
0: it's
3: I think I think it's the obvious one as well, which we probably skipped over for that reason. Is is trying to run with other people? You know, if there's a group of you, obviously we've got the satellite groups all over the place. If you can get to one of them or two of them a week, brilliant. But then things there will be people local to you that you know if you find and you'll probably find you actually what you do is just run past each other. Mm. But if somehow you make that connection and you can go out together and it, whether it's morning or evening and again what somewhere there's two of you there so or more you're going to feel safer isn't it? yeah. it's actually quite strange so it's a place
1: I never thought it'd be but on strava you know you get the local legend so i run this same stretch of road a lot of the times so i can get out of my area before i go out into the wilderness wherever it is and so i do the same bit of roads so and because I run six days a week, I'm normally always a local legend. But over the past year, I keep getting that taken off me. Then I get it back. Then taken off me, get it back. And the more you start looking at who's taking it off you, and I start looking at his runs, and then I was looking at his times, and they're similar to mine. And now I'm thinking, oh, I could, oh, I should just contact him and say, well, we should go out for a run together. <laughs> Obviously, you've got to feel comfortable to do that in the first place. But there's people in my area, same pace as me, running the same sort of distance and the same routes. Why not? It's it's, it's a way of getting together with people. And as Toby said, it's a great way of feeling a little bit safe and a bit more secure.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many groups out there, like you were saying, obviously, Wilco. Like, there's so many groups or clubs or weekends where groups of people are getting together. I've just um, got a new housemate that's moved in with me and she's come from Australia and she is very much like me, loves to go on her runs, loves to sort of get up early in the morning and go and do some sort of sport. Um, So it's all a whole new thing for her. And she was telling me about how many Facebook groups that she's in for this sort of stuff. She obviously, I've told her obviously a lot about all of the clubs and stuff like that. She's like, yeah, well, on Friday, I'm heading off to do the this Friday night lights of, of running with a load of random people who I don't know. And then we're all going for dinner after. And I was like, that is so bold. She's obviously sort of like in that traveling stage yeah. and we're all ready to just give it a shot and see see what's out there. But I thought that's another thing. Like we're all in multiple groups. We're, we've obviously got like 40 runs. You've got everything. that There's so much that you can find if you want to buddy up and find somebody that's in the same boat as you it's just putting the feelers out and actively sort of looking and wanting to wanting to do it as well Like I know for a fact that I've got a lot more in the pipeline over the winter where I want to go out and maybe stay after work and stay in London where I can go and meet people because a lot more of my friends are sort of based in London and then just pushing yourselves to go and be a little bit more more sociable also mm. keeps makes the winter go a little bit quicker doesn't it because you can go out for dinner after I mean what's not to love
1: <laughs> I actually think well That Glenn Stone's made a great point. And I think, I think Wilco as well. I know Toby definitely both participated in that. So, industrial estates are good places to do yeah. lamppost parlours and they're normally well lit. And there is people always milling around them. They're, they're quite good. I think I've seen you guys on a Hartford session, didn't yeah, you? We, so,
2: yeah, we we do but... um sort of like if we're doing intervals or anything like that because we're like you, we're based in the park generally. We've got sort of like a couple of 5k out in the, in the streets sort of runs. And, um, but, um, there's a local industrial estate just down the road from where we regularly and we're, we're always in there doing different exercises. And what's good about that is from a social perspective, it's really nice because we're all together in a sort of like a small area. It's not like we're out running and people are going at certain paces and things like that. We're all together and they they just seem more sociable. Yeah, it's
1: brilliant. It's a great
2: call. Absolutely great call. Okay. So um, Hayden, you've been, um, we've had a couple of questions in, Do you want to do a couple now? You might be able to do something next
1: week. week. We we often, if you're not following us on Instagram, go over to Long Run Show and follow us on Instagram. And we're on Facebook as well. And we put a post out today asking if anyone's got any questions. We've had a few come in. Um, We had a question from, which is a bit relatable to this weekend, Gym World saying, I'm doing my third 10K race in London this year at Vitality on Sunday. What one do you think, in your opinion, is better? The Vitality 10K, the Winter 10K, well, the ASICS 10K, and I think most of us have done all
0: three. Am I right? No, I've yeah. done one. I haven't done one. It's <laughs> outrageous. I'm literally so not on board with all of these events until <laughs> since after after like my first first marathon. I haven't really been able to go to these big events. I haven't had the chance. I've been, I just haven't. So I'm basically am no- I'm a, I'm a novice. I need you to feed it to me.
1: Well, I'll let, I'll, let's go with Tano. Tano's done all three of them probably two times at least each. Go on, Tano, What do you reckon at the three? I, I'm trying to recall which one's which. <laughs>
2: <I> no, <mean, laughs> oh, you don't. Yeah. I mean, a
3: lot of them sort of do tend to tread the same roads, don't they? Um, yeah. I think atmosphere, though, wise, it does have to be vitality, I think, mm. especially if you've got someone in front that you can just follow the whole way round. Oh, have you had that before, have you? Until the end and then just... A wave right. of them as you run past oh. you had your own pacer um that's
1: yeah nice i did I yeah.
3: Pace, so the, and then and also you do finish on the mound, don't you yeah because well that, you that, that, that's, buckingham palace, that's so. the
1: point i was going to make about vitality you finish you got bird's cage wall could you finish yeah. right outside buckingham palace so yeah. that makes it a bit special but i think the route with vitality and if i'm right the winter 10k they're quite similar ish mm. whereas that a6 goes back down onto the south not the south bank goes along the river doesn't embankment, embankment and ben. up over the bridge around big ben which i for me, that's my favourite one. But I think that's because it's always July and it's a bit of a summer atmosphere and there's beer en route. that you can. I, it's just got banned. I just find that a little bit better than the other two. The other two go into the city. They're not as good. But for me, all three of them are absolutely great. So, obviously, Jim Ross said they're doing the third one this year. So, they'll be able to let us know. So, please let us know how it goes. Um, yeah, we'll I, I, it. I definitely think that, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed
2: the Essex last time. I, you know, I, and I I said, um, you know, I thought that was the best one that I'd done in London. But I think, yeah, finishing in the mail, there's something special about that. So I'm really looking forward to that on Sunday.
1: Absolutely. So I've got from trying my best 81. Does anyone wear a heart rate strap thinking of getting one? Is it worth it? Who wears oh, one?
0: Well, actually, I will actually pull, I pulled my, because we're originally going to be talking about sort of heart rate and and power beginning of the week. So I dug out my um, Garmin uh, heart rate monitor strap because it came with my watch when I got it sort of ages ago. And I thought I'm going to go out and give it a little go. And I remembered as soon as I put it on, the reason why I didn't wear it, because it just doesn't stay up. (laughs) <laughs> it just did like the strap you tighten it up as tight as you can when you're running it still loosens i thought i knew i didn't track my heart rate for a reason and this was it so, <laughs> right, <that's>
1: for me. <laughs> oh yeah to be do you know what <laughs> it's quite relevant actually so i've worn a heart rate strap for six seven years all oh, when i'm running I always wear a heart rate strap and only once ever and it was a great north run last sunday but you can, i on just Completely out of the blue. One come undone and fell on the floor. It's like, I can only can imagine it like a woman's bra just suddenly falling off. And it just come off. It was just on the street. I was like, there's thousands of runners behind. I thought, no. So I had to bend down and pick up this halfway strap. It just fell off. That's the first time it's ever happened. I, to be it
3: Made the news, that. Huh? <laughs> <I>
2: did
3: it. <laughs> Massive traffic jam at Great North Run. <laughs> <laughs> Caused by a little guy with size 13 feet. Yeah.
2: That all hey. came back to me. And I was moaning because people had stopped in front of me. It's because there was sort of like a five-mile trail of people who stopped stopping behind you <laughs> as you were scrabbling oh, along the floor in uh, South Shields <laughs> trying to pick your um, heart rate now, monitor
1: up. Now, obviously, what it was, obviously what it is, but going back to trying my best, I yeah, I wear a heart rate strap, and for me, I like to do a bit of heart rate training, so it's pretty vital. You don't get proper heart rate statistics when you watch. For obvious reasons, I've always said it, so if you have a look at your watch, the, the actual sensor... Is underneath the face, which is on the top of your wrist, which I find really strange. So everyone knows once you go to a hospital, doctors or nurses they always take your pulse from underneath. So I don't see how that can ever be accurate to get your heart rate. So I think if you want to run to heart rate or you want to start looking at heart rate stats, you have to wear a heart rate strap. Otherwise, you're not going to get accurate figures. But some people have got no interest in running to heart rate anyway. So
2: I think the thing that puts what puts me off about the heart rate um, aspect is not that. Um, you know, I, I'm quite statty. I like the sort of, like, the stats thing, but it's making it work by doing, you know, how I get the base figure to so everything works out, you know, almost like you've got to go, you know, like people talk about Cooper tests and things like that. And I'm just yeah. uh, like
3: well, I think it's the same. It's too to it? be
2: tear around around for two and a half, kilometers you know just so i can get a bit of kit there i know when i'm i know when i'm running easy and i know when i'm putting it in and i think i can cope with that and i'm quite happy
3: with ticking along it's that thing isn't it It depends what you kind of how far you want to delve into it if you really want to get into those figures and go right this is definitely my easy and this is like then in the same even with a heart rate money you've really got to go out there and do those sessions and do them
2: regularly Have you found Hayden, I mean, six or seven years ago, so you've always run with one? Or did you have sort of like an epiphany moment to
1: say, right, I'm going to get one? And um, No, from the moment I started taking one in a little bit more seriously, I suppose, yeah, 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 I've always had one. It just, Mm. I don't know, as you said, it's a bit of kit I've always had. It doesn't just put, it pulls up so many different stats about your Mm. left-right balance. Your cadence is going to be a lot more accurate from that. As Toby said, it depends on how much you want to start looking into things. Mm. If you're just going out there to have a bit of a fun run and you want to do a 10K vitality this sunday and even if you just want to do a park run and really go for it, it doesn't make a no difference what your heart rate is but then it's supposed long term longevity it's good to uh, it's the same as monitoring your runs a lot of people will come back and write down their runs write write down how it felt how it went a lot of people be like i can't bother with all that it's just mm. not for me so it's it's, uh, it's an individual thing
2: and it's so, really could be, so it could be a bit of a chicken and egg thing that you know it was part of you becoming more serious you know, they didn't necessarily develop you as a runner because you were doing everything else around that goes with taking your running more seriously. It was just part, it was just a component of that. So it's difficult to say whether it will, you know, whether it was the reason why you've gone on and you ran a Boston qualifier at Edinburgh and all no, that.
1: I'm not going to put that, no, that's not down, that's not down to the heart rate strap. No, but it's just, it's just a bit of kit. You could say the same about trainers, couldn't you really? Should I just yeah. stuck to my old, you know, my old Nike that I had the Pegasus, 35 so i just stuck to them you don't there's you just try and upgrade kit and everything else you
2: watch and you never know you never know you might well have done that if you had still got them. who knows could have just stuck to my Casio watch can i oh those are the days, mate. knew you were my
0: alpha flies soon as i'm up- great, <laughs> those bad boys my life changed <laughs>
2: <laughs> But we'll leave the other couple of
1: questions we'll roll them over to next
2: week because we have done
1: over an hour wow an hour.
2: it's gone
0: so quick
2: I thought with Chris not here, you know, well, well, we might not have much to say, we might be, um, you know, it might be a bit of a
1: struggle, but here we are, it's brilliant. No, we must, we've, got to give, we've got to give a big shout-out, I know we had dinner in front of him, but we've got to give a big shout-out to him and Ben and that, obviously out there in Berlin, and yeah, I wish them all the best for Sunday, because even though it wasn't my favourite marathon out volume all it is a special marathon, and it's a world major, Mr Kip is out there going for a world record again. So.
0: I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, everyone's gonna be at Vitality 10K this weekend. Yeah. I will be at the end to give you your beautiful t-shirts in whatever size you wish. Actually, I'll be at
2: the me. end as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just come to me and I'll be able to provide the goods.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll just say really, really quickly, one thing I know saw at the very top of the show. We have Bam Bam online saying evening everybody, and I just want to congratulate him on his massive PB that he done the Ipswich half last week he's an absolute legend
2: well done well done good job what a great run so yeah that's your lot. I'm afraid so thanks ever so much everybody for joining us Um, remember if you can't be with us at 7 o'clock on a Friday night on Facebook or YouTube you can download us on your uh, podcast provider of choice take us with you on your long run and uh, you know enjoy it or enjoy it all again see yeah, get all the highlights get it all back you know enjoy it all again you know you're more than welcome to so Thank you very much for your coming. Thank you to Sketches, our sponsors. Go, uh, head over to uh, sketches.co.uk, check out all their deals and their gear. And don't forget that you can get a 10% discount at startfitness.co.uk um, using the 40 runs login. Um, thank you very much. We will be back next week. Uh, Chris, and, Chris and Ben will be back next week and they'll be full of their tales of uh, their trip to Germany. So that will be something not to be missed. Um, We will be back in a few weeks. So we're always here. Someone will be here to talk to you on Saturday. So thank you very much for your company. Have a great weekend. We'll see you at Vitality if you're coming down. Um, Enjoy your running. Stay safe. Particularly now it's dark. And we'll see you next week.